What is up, guys? Carl Sona here with the fourth episode ever of Discover Your House Style. Guys, happy holidays coming up. First and foremost, it's been about a four-week journey now of me doing these episodes, and I appreciate those of you that are still tuning in, those of you that have been supporting me from the get-go. It means a lot. This has been a journey and a mission towards really wanting to uh, discover my voice, guys. Uh, Obviously, I've stepped out. 2018 has been a big year as I've stepped out to, you know, do some things that are uncomfortable, starting businesses, going to conferences, really all as an effort to follow my inner voice, which I discover or which I call a health style, really just to follow that inner voice towards leading me to the life of my dreams, towards leading me towards all the great things that I've always felt deep down are out there for me. And that's that's really the intent. And, and that's hopefully the value that I'm hoping to provide is you guys can take a little peek into my journey um, with where I'm at in my life. And hopefully that inspires you to get real with yourself, to dig deep, to really, really listen to that voice and get a bit more comfortable with what it's telling you. And hopefully you get so comfortable with it that you're able to drown out some of the self-doubt in your mind, some of the outside noise, you know, some of the limiting, uh, some of the limiting beliefs that we all have. Just drown all that out, man. Kick all that to the wayside and practice listening to that voice, stepping out of your comfort zone and doing that thing that deep down, you know, you want to do. So that's the whole purpose of Discover Your Health Style. I think a lot of us have big models. There's lots of gurus out there in the self-development world. There's lots of gurus in the social media uh, entrepreneur world that many of us follow, I'm sure. But if you're anything like me, it can be hard sometimes to really put yourself in those people's shoes. Sure, they're all normal people just like you and I. They all have a story of starting from humble beginnings just like you and I. But sometimes, again, and that kind of comes back to that noise that we all have in our head. Or that little voice that says, oh, that can never be you. Sometimes it's just hard to really resonate. So my whole goal is, you know, I'm nothing special. I know that I'm going to be one thing. I'm going to be one special guy one day. And I'm going to be huge one day. And so the whole goal is, you know, if you want, take a peek. Look at what I'm doing. And hopefully it provides you a little extra ammo, a little extra fuel to do the same. Because you too can be very special. You too, if you really want to be will be very special one day. So anyways, enough of that. I hope you're doing well out there. I hope you're gearing up for a great holiday season. This is interesting. I'm back in my old college high school room. I actually once used to share this bedroom. I don't know if you can see that bed. I used to share that. When I post this video, you'll be able to see the bed with three of my brothers when they came. uh, Or sorry, two of my brothers. There's three of us in the bed when they came from Cameroon. So it's so interesting to be back here. So many memories flood my memories. (laughs) <laughs> so many memories flood my memories. So many memories flood my mind, excuse me. I'm looking at old artwork here. And again, for those of you that can't see the video yet, one day you'll be able to. This is this is a a ceramic of Bugs Bunny that I did. Um, I've got an old DVD I'm about to pop in here pretty soon. I used to go to the DR every summer for mission trips. I'm going to check that out. What else do I got here? I got some old basketball memorabilia. I was really, really into that. My mother saves everything. So 
So fun to see what I look like back then. A little bit more hair too. <laughs> but hey guys, all week I've been dropping little um, nuggets on my Instagram stories about the concept of gratitude. And gratitude has been huge for me this year. I mean, quite frankly, it's one of those things that I'm so thankful that I discovered years ago because it's constantly coming up in my days. It's constantly helping me establish a baseline that communicates to me, hey, listen, man, things are just fine. No matter what is happening, I am able to put on that gratitude lens and absolutely shift my thinking back to what really matters so that I can stay poised towards where it is that I need to go. And so I want to real quick share a story of one of the very first times that I ever remember first learning about the theory, the concept, the idea of gratitude, and quite frankly, how it shaped who I've become today. Okay, so this goes back to 2009. I was a freshman at St. Louis University. Again, for those of you that will see the video one day, that's uh, the Billiken. It's sort of a weird, troll-like, mythical character. And, and everybody at Slew jokes like, what is a Billiken? Um, but I had a great experience at SLU. Here's, here's a, a quick little visual of the sort of iconic clock tower where all the kids would hang out. It wasn't your typical state school. We didn't have a large football team. You know, it's a small, what we call a Jesuit school uh, in the middle of St. Louis, kind of in a hood part, but it's an elegant campus. And I went because I went to a school here in Milwaukee called Marquette High, which is another Jesuit school. So I did really well in Marquette. I got this scholarship to come over to SLU, and it was just a no-brainer. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll go to SLU. And, uh, Back then, I'm in sales now, and obviously I'm an entrepreneur, aspiring entrepreneur, but back then I, I had dreams of becoming a cardiologist. I always wanted to be a physician. I think, quite frankly, it comes from my father. You know, He came to the United States with not much, probably just a few dollars in his pocket, and that was what he set out to do. Unfortunately, life didn't pan out that way, or fortunately, and um, you know, he was kind of like, I don't want to say force-fed me that dream, but he was kind of put that dream upon me. And, and you know, it's something that I started to romanticize. And so that's what I was going to do. So at SLU, <laughs> I was not the only person uh, in the freshman 2009 class with dreams of becoming a physician. Um, you know, it's what a lot of the incoming freshman population decides to choose as a major. And so we have some very, very tough courses um, that are designed to be weed out courses. And one of those courses was chemistry lab. So chem lab was a bitch, quite frankly. You know, you had to prepare these long lab assignments prior to, and then you, you went to the class and you had to actually do the lab. And I remember this one time I fucked up so bad. I literally like set like my little workstation on fire. Like I, I did my stoichiometry all wrong and I mixed the wrong chemical compound with the wrong chemical compound and it was just a mess so as you can imagine i was struggling through this class a little bit and my back was against the wall because i had this scholarship that was half academic based and half service based and the academics guys were looking rough i mean i'd always been a pretty good student but um i remember this was right amidst pledging or fraternity uh as you can imagine <laughs> it's partying very much 
my priorities were really focused on the fraternity and um, I wasn't keeping up with my chem labs. So I remember the midterm rolled around and the midterm was like a big deal. Like it was, you know, in addition to the ongoing chem labs, it was a, it was a huge portion of, of our semester grade. And so that midterm rolled around and I crammed like hell, like every other freshman, you know, up all night trying to study all the chem labs to, to, you know, try to knock this thing out of the park or at least give myself the best chance to. And so I showed up, did the exam. Yeah, I can't really remember how I felt, but I got through it, right? I'm here telling you the story today. So fast forward a week later, we go to pick up our results, which was a day I dread. Like I do not miss report card day. I do not miss getting your test back day. Like those days, even though I typically was a decent student, those days just came with a lot of anxiety. Probably again because you know my parents always enforced a very high standard with um, regard to uh, uh, academics and grades and whatnot. And of course, I had the scholarship right that was riding on all of this. So I go in, I get my my uh, chem lab exam back from my TA Mahesh. Shout out to Mahesh, <laughs> wherever he's at. Hopefully, he's a doctorate somewhere um and it read 150 out of 200 so you know i don't have my phone on me that's not a very good score but again this is a weed out class that was oftentimes curved so it actually wasn't that bad of a score where the challenge came up was we were going through the exam and i had noticed a couple of errors that mahesh had made probably three or four points that I should have gotten back that would probably boost my score a little bit with the curve. And I also noticed a couple of careless mistakes, like literally careless mistakes that I knew I know, but you know, maybe I was anxious. Maybe I was rushing at the end, running out of time that I just flat out missed. So I noticed a couple of careless mistakes that I made that would probably have given me another three or four points back in addition to the mistakes that Mahesh, my TA, had made with grading my exam. And so we always had a separate block of time where we could visit with the actual uh, instructor over the entire chemistry lab, all the chemistry labs that all of the freshmen were in, in order to make these rebuttals to get points back. So I, foolishly, <laughs> I scribbled over Okay, I scribbled over those careless mistakes and put in what the actual answer should have been. And I was like, hey, Mahesh, I want to make a time to meet with the chem instructor so I can get some of these problems looked at for, you know, a grade reversal. So he's like, okay, cool. The next day rolls around where I have an appointment. I remember I was, it was one of those days, I was just a long day in school, I think, you know, a combination of doing pledge work for the fraternity and just having like a tough schedule. Like I literally had to go back to my dorm room and take a nap before this meeting. And I remember telling my freshman dorm roommate, I was like, hey man, can you make, wake me up at four o'clock? Like do me a favor. I'm super ex exhausted, but I, I gotta go to this meeting. And uh, and yeah, so I'm sleeping. I remember him like nudging me at like 3.55. I didn't live too far from where the meeting lived on campus. And he's like, hey, man, listen, the meeting, you know, you get, you get your meeting, like, get up. And something told me, okay, something at my core told me, don't go, <laughs> just sleep. It's not that big of a deal. You ended up doing just fine on the exam. Like, just 
sleep like you're exhausted. But what did my greedy ass do? I got up out of bed and darted over to that chem uh, that chem lab building to meet with uh, the head instructor. So she sits me down and we start looking at the exam. She's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. This all looks good. Looks like, you know, we made some mistakes. She glances over the, you know, the area that I fudge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This looks like we made a mistake as well, too. And <laughs> guys, this is where my heart dropped. She gets up out of her chair, walks to a file cabinet, and gets the Xerox copy of all of the exams that I guess Mahesh had to Xerox upon all of us turning them in when we had completed them real time. And she goes to like, you know, cross check the two. And this is how stupid I was as a freshman is that like, it didn't even occur to me that that's something that they would have done. <laughs> so she's going through the areas that Mahesh, you know, which just happened to be first that which Mahesh had, 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 had screwed up on. And she's like, okay, yeah, points back, points back. And then pause. She gets to the part of the exam where I had fudged over and she's like, hmm. And I could see like her brow furrow. And, and this, this lady was kind of a bitch. Like she was, she was known for being like a notorious bitch. Like I could almost kind of see her get happy. And she's like, interesting. Like this doesn't match up with what I have here. And my stomach just nodded up. Like I was at a loss for words. I was so squeamish and she just was like, I just can't believe you did this. I mean, like, why would you do this? And guys, like literally I was lost for words. I didn't say anything. I mean, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm obviously dark skinned, but if I could have gotten white, I mean, I probably looked white as a ghost. And she's like, what you've done here is literally like robbing pennies uh, or robbing a bank for pennies. Like you literally did fairly well on this exam compared to the rest of the class. And, uh, I'm just shocked that you would do this for just such a few points. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, Carl, I'm going to have to fail you. And so what a jarring moment. I'm literally walking back to my campus in what felt like slow mode, like the entire, <laughs> the entire like area that I was walking through just kind of felt like it was closing in on me. And I remember like getting like an instant notification. We used this thing called Blackboard and it was like, zero out of 200. Like, you know, you have a great update, zero out of 200. And I was like, holy crap, man. Here I am. You know, I've got to meet like these, uh, these strict grades on a midterm basis to stay compliant with my scholarship. The whole reason why I even pushed myself to think about cheating, yet alone to actually do it, was to try to, you know, make sure that I was going to hit those those tough timelines or tough timelines, tough um, academic criteria for the scholarship. And uh, I just pissed it all away. So what ended up happening was I ended up getting an F for the, for the semester. The university got involved. My parents got involved. It was this whole thing, guys. And like, I literally thought that like it was over for me. Um, like I hated myself for a while. I had to go back and repeat that class, which cost me thousands of dollars in the summertime. It pushed off my entire pre-med track because like it was one of those like rudimentary courses that was like a requisite to move forward. It just pushed everything back, guys. Uh, and honestly, I think it's one of the reasons, and I've never really admitted this to myself, that I ultimately chose to leave the pre-med course or the, the, the pre-med track, if you will. Like I ended up going through a different um, course of study, which worked out just fine. But um, 
it's one of the reasons that, yeah, I mean, I, I wonder sometimes, like, had I have done that, would I potentially be a doctor today? You know, my childhood dream, the dream of my father for myself. So, you know, life has taught me. It's been so many years past this. And, you know, we're coming up on this coming fall would have made that moment 10 years ago. So we're coming up on a decade since this happened. But I still carry that, um, I guess you could say, anguish with me around sometimes. And no longer really in a bad way. It used to be a bad way, but more in a way of gratitude. So I'm pulling this story full circle now because as shitty as I felt after and in that moment, after the moment for some time, um, I'm so thankful it happened because I can honestly say like the way I was going had something like that not shaken me. I strongly question my moral compass. Like what else would I have ventured out to do that was not the right thing? You know, and I wasn't raised that way. I was raised to be very honest, very open, very authentic. You know, I was raised with good morals, but clearly at that point in time, I was willing to compromise those morals for an end goal in mind. And at that point, it was make the grade, do whatever you can to stay compliant with the scholarship versus really watching my priorities. And honestly, to this day, whenever I'm met with a tough decision, a decision where I can take the easy way out or where I can cut corners. Like, like I'm not a person that likes to cut corners or looks to cut corners in any major thing that I do because I think back to this time when it screwed me. And I'm so happy for that snap of a rubber band on the wrist or that, you know, slap to the head because it's um, it really makes me focus on staying poised and staying focused on just doing the right thing. You know, even when an easier path is put before me, I'm always really uneasy by that. And I'm always looking to just stay the course, trusting that by staying the course, that is ultimately the way that I will get to where I want to go without any penalty, without any trouble. So I'm extremely, extremely thankful that I got caught cheating in college. And I invite you to think about... um a time similar to that that you had in your life and why it was put there. You know, one of the benefits obviously of having some time pass from a shitty time or a shitty situation is you now can put on a different perspective and say, okay, what was that there to teach me? What was that, what was that put there or how was that thing supposed to serve me? And, and literally like any time that I even think about like doing something that like, goes against breaking the law, because I'm sure we all think about that. You know, and I'm talking like major things, okay? Not just like running a red light or something. Like, don't do that. But you know what I'm saying? But but anytime that I, I feel that little temptation to just skirt around something that I know could have a huge repercussion, I think back to Camelot, like, bro, man, don't cheat yourself. And I'm so thankful because I, I, I have that um, that frame of mind. So guys, I want to share that story. I think it's huge on gratitude. Um, gratitude's key gratitude. When you lead with it, when you choose gratitude first can take a seemingly tough situation and can present tons of opportunities. Gratitude, I believe also puts you back in the control or it puts you back in the driver's seat. If you will, it helps you reclaim control when you feel like control is being ripped from you because you are choosing to say, 
how is this thing here to help me? And so I wanted to share that story with you guys. I wish you guys an amazing holiday season coming up. Whatever you celebrate, I hope you do it with the utmost of joy, gratitude, happiness, and um, and just uh, great vibes with your family and those that you love. So with that, guys, I'm signing off. I will probably touch base probably towards the middle of next week. The holidays, I'm trying to do these once a week every Tuesday, but Tuesday is Christmas, so um, I probably won't get a chance to, 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 to touch in or touch base rather. But super excited to come back and visit with you guys and hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you. Bye.